it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those shows hosts thank you for choosing w4wn radio welcome to success secrets exposed with sally a curtis where we share stories of challenge success and inspiration along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success and now here's your host sally a curtis Good evening, good morning, and good day to you all. Welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Today, we're going to be talking about the virtual pivot, and we're going to be sharing about demystifying the world of virtual assistants and their crucial role that they play in the changing business landscape. So a very, very exciting and very interesting and relevant topic for you today. For those that are new to the show, I'm a marketing strategist for speakers, coaches and consultants, specialising in content repurposing, which is the gift of turning your existing collateral into new profits. So in that role, it is my role to amplify your voice, your message and your impact. So now let's talk about demystifying the world of virtual assistants. Today, my guest is Ingrid Bayer, who is the founder and CEO of the VA Institute and Find a VA here in Australia. She started her own business as a VA in 2008 and has uh, went on to create the VA Institute in 2017. So she actually knows both sides of the fence. She's worked with over 500 startup virtual assistants and now has her own team of 18 Australian virtual assistants that help her run the VA Institute. As I said, she knows exactly what it's like to be on both sides of the fence. She understands what it takes to train and manage a VA, or in some cases, as we were just laughing about just before the show, how they sometimes manage us as well. An incredible wealth of knowledge and very, very inspirational. Please let me welcome, help me welcome Ingrid Breyer to the show. Thanks, Sally. It's so lovely to be here. 
Thank you so much. I'm very, very excited to sort of unpack this world of virtual assistants and the extraordinary things that they can actually help you accomplish. As we were talking with uh, Roxy, she said that great phrase, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. Um, and that's exactly uh, what VAs can do. So, mm, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'd love to start and kick off uh, with a bit of a conversation around your backstory and perhaps also that uh, reinvention of yourself of how you became uh, a VA, if you could share a little bit of that with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to do that. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because when I cast my mind back to mm. when I set up my virtual assistant business, it was primarily due to a workplace situation that many of us encounter and it's very unfortunate that we're faced with this issue of workplace bullying and so mm. that was me <laughs> about oh over 10 years ago it was about 12 or 13 years ago actually um and yeah so i i was in a situation that wasn't a great place to be um and my my world was admin. I loved admin. I absolutely loved doing what I was doing. I My background is legal secretarial and also helping my husband set up a business. He's a photographer. So, you know, understanding the world of running businesses and living in a regional town, which I do on the beautiful mid-north coast of New South Wales. It's just beautiful here and it's just such a lovely place to live. So, unfortunately, with a small regional centre, not a lot of job prospects <laughs> so you know when I encountered this issue I was in a position where actually I was probably very burned I didn't really want to go back into a workplace situation I had to keep working so I looked around and I found what appeared to be this thing you know virtual assisting mm. first of all I thought oh is this a get rich quick scheme <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you do when you start searching um and you know Long story short, it wasn't. I started to actually be able to generate an income while I was working full time, I might add. I worked after hours and on weekends. I realised that this was the answer to me to be able to provide, you know, skills in my zone of genius mm -hmm. um, to people who actually enjoyed working with me and I enjoyed working with them. So I had mm -hmm. a choice all of a sudden. Within three months, I set up my virtual assistant business, which was really exciting and a really big thing for me. And then, yeah, I've, you know, spent some, a great amount of time working with amazing clients from all over Australia, actually, mm. um, and it, it taught me a lot. And, you know, as I sort of went down the track, I could see that other people setting up as VAs struggled sometimes or it didn't even know where to begin. So that led me to, you know, thinking about, well, I could actually help these people. Mm. And so I wrote my first book, which was really, I guess, my manifesto about how to set up a business properly and, you know, how to be a great VA. And then I wrote my second book. <laughs> I've just written my third book. But my first book was the catalyst to launching the VA Institute. And that's where I help and train people to actually become virtual assistants. Mm. Um, and we take that right through to launching a website for them so that they're actually able to get out there quickly. And um, and then on top of that, of course, you know, came this whole idea about finding job leads for our virtual assistants who have come through our program. So hence we began a, a business called Find a VA, which mm. is a free resource to connect with great virtual assistants. So that's a real quick nut <laughs> nutshell, I guess, of what yeah. my journey has been. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. So this, I'm going to ask the, a question um, around what were the common problems for both sides of the fence? So firstly, obviously you created the institute because you identified the problems that the VAs were having, which you just touched on slightly. So I'd like to expand on that. But also what are the common problems that the VAs are solving for the clients? Because mm. I imagine there's probably some commonality, but there's a bit of diversity in that as well. Yeah. Um, so for virtual assistants, you know, the big issue for anyone coming into the virtual assistant world is um, the hugest issue is that it's a business. Um, rather than being an employee, they actually have to do a huge mindset change. And yeah. that's not always easy for some people, especially, you know, when you've been working for 10, 20, 30 years in traditional employment to actually be able to switch to that uh, entrepreneurial mindset, which is what we call it, um, it can be quite challenging. So helping people understand that um, is a huge part of what we do um, mm. to embrace that entrepreneurial mindset. And, you know, there's so much support within the industry. So helping people understand too that, you know, it's okay to actually ask for support. Mm. Um, one thing that's really unusual in our industry, well, I think it's unusual, is that we're very collaborative. So despite the fact that we're often competitors, what we find is that it's it's interesting because it's 99% of us are women. Um, I think it's this power of women working together and supporting each other and lifting each other up, which is just mm. amazing. You know, it, it really is just so gratifying to be part of that. So helping mm. people understand that they don't have to actually, you know, fear the, the their competitors. They can actually collaborate because there's only so many clients that you can handle. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to know that there's other people out there doing similar work to you, mm. um, and then of course understanding that you know you don't actually, as a virtual assistant, have to offer everything. What you need to do is you need to start in your zone of genius. Um, and yes, you'll change as you go along your little merry way, and mm. all businesses change. You know, all businesses mm. develop, develop, and uh, diversify. Mm. And it's part of that natural progression. It's it's an organic process. Um, so the best thing you can do when you're starting as a virtual assistant is focus on what you do best and not look around and go, oh, my gosh, should I be doing this? Or, oh, that person's doing that. No, that's the wrong way to look at it, actually. So, so that's from the VA side. So in terms of from a client side, <laughs> um, and it's been really interesting because when I as you pointed out, when I started VA Institute, well, all of a sudden I started to actually take my own medicine and work, work with virtual <laughs> assistants. <laughs> the hardest thing for me um, was the delegation. So yeah. as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, especially if you're in a very small business where you've done it all yourself, mm -hmm. that delegation aspect and that risk of micromanaging can be like a killer to your relationships with with anyone that works with you mm. um it's interesting because um vas you know like simply because we operate in the online space what we need to understand is that communication has to be very very good mm. so um that's something that we really do ask our clients and our VAs to concentrate very hard on when they start their working relationships. So for VAs mm. who go through our program, you know, we focus on 
creating that communication uh, foundation, so setting the expectations straight up front for a client, you know, we would also ask them to think about, well, how, how do I communicate best in the online space? Mm. Um, like any employee within any business, um, their success, if you want to set them up for success, it hinges on your ability to pass on information. Yeah. So, you know, things like using tools like Zoom or you know, having written standard operating procedures or some sort of onboarding methodology within your business is going to help that virtual assistant, whatever task they're doing, to succeed and to do something really, really well for you. So if you don't give them any information, then they're going to be struggling, just like anyone would be. So we're not miracle workers, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you've uh, shared that about the miracle workers because of working with, I'm, I'm going to say, I'll say it in two ways, because of working with and because I've done it myself, uh, was that when you first get a VA, you actually, my very first experience, which would have been well, probably 10 years ago, was I was growing the business. I knew I need, needed help to grow it. I didn't know what I needed, but I thought a VA could fix it. You can see, you can hear the insanity in that now, can't you? Um, so I went, I'll get a VA. I need help building the business. Go. <laughs> Off you go. Off you go. Off you go. Yeah. It was sort of like, well, why can't she do it? It's sort of like, well, I don't know what I want doing. So how could she want and uh, how could she know what um, she I wanted doing? Yeah. And I, I hear that a lot. Oh, I just need a VA and I needed to do this and I needed to do this and I do this. And a couple of times I've had conversations with uh uh, clients and friends that said well that actually sounds like that's three VAs because you've got three different zones of genius at least mm. in there mm. or it's the reverse of that they actually don't know what they need help with like I did so there's that there's that struggle and I think um I'm going to ask you how do how do VAs get a uh, how, how do VAs manage people like me that say that, that say I need help, but I don't know what help I need. Yeah. And, then, I, you know, and you can't delegate. You, you just do it. Yeah. You know, that's we see that a lot. Yeah. And it's not uncommon. <clears throat> so what what we would do is um, so there's a couple of things too. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, With please. VAs, what we definitely recommend is that, you know, it's almost like siloing off different service mm. um, specialties. So, you know, it's it's quite, I always think, wow, you know, someone's come in and asked for a VA to do their admin, their bookkeeping and their social media. And they're, well, you might find someone who does that, but guess what? They'll be a jack of all trades and a master right. of none. So it'll be pretty ordinary. Um, but so, so we do definitely recommend that, you know, what you can often have is, yes, you get all those things covered, but it, it might be three who come in and work together and collaboratively to support you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, in relation to coming across clients who struggle, um, I'm, I'm probably a really good example of that myself. So, you know, it's sitting down, actually having the time to sit down and actually unpack what you're doing in your day-to-day -day mm. business life so even documenting it in a way which can be really laborious and painful, but, you know, putting it down and going, okay, so, you know, um, I've done, I've spent three quarters of an hour responding to emails, um, at, you know, for the first half hour, uh, for the first three quarters of an hour of my working day. Um, do I need to be doing that? Could someone mm. actually go through that and, and sort of triage that list and point out what's the most important things that I need to respond to? Mm. Um, you know, things like, 
you know, do you book travel? Do you actually have to go in and um, organise calendar appointments? Are there those sorts of things that are taking your time and taking you away from what you do best? So it's really just writing a list down. And when you start with a VA, there's also a level of trust that comes Mm. into it. So how do you do that? You know, I think it's really important too, as you hand over tasks, maybe just hand over one at a time if you're not really sure of, you know, how this VA thing's going to work for you. So one at a time and watch it happen, watch it play out, grow in confidence in in what's going on. Um, And then next task, you know, watch them do it really well and you build confidence, they build credibility in your eyes and, you know, that relationship then is strengthened just by that fact. So yeah, my 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 takeaway from that is definitely sit down and do an audit of what you're doing in your own business every day and be really really transparent with that and then, you know, look at it and think what what am I doing that I don't necessarily need to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bit brilliant. Um and talk to me about um lots of people have the impression, and I think this goes back to the, the phrase that you said, you know, a jack of all trade, master of none. Um, lots of the VAs that you have and lots of the VAs that are available uh, in onshore versus offshore and obviously offshore as well are incredibly highly skilled. And you, you t- uh, talk to them about, uh, you also mentioned about them being entrepreneurial because obviously they've gone out on their own, but they've also got that lifestyle where they can do what they do wherever from from wherever. So talk to us about the, um, I suppose, the typical VA that's coming in that is highly skilled. What does she look like when she first comes in so the audience can get an understanding of, you know, the sheer inner genius gold that's sitting in with these in in these people that can actually assist them? Yeah, so um, it's really interesting because, you know, there's so many different VAs out there in the world. Um, but there are some defining characteristics I would suggest that really mark out a top VA. Um, number one would be that, you know, they're set up professionally. So that's that's pretty critical, right? They've got their business set up. Um, we certainly, through Finder VA, will not put anyone forward who hasn't got insurances, for example. You know, they mm. need to have insurance. I think that's really important. Um, and to have a professional presence. So a website, um, you know, maybe a social media, like a Facebook page, certainly LinkedIn is a good way to demonstrate your abilities as well. So professionally set up. Um, you know, it, it really, what we often find too is, you know, looking at the characteristics of great VAs, they'll usually have around about, you know, 10 years of experience applying their trade in the traditional employment um, arena. So they'll have a good background that they can base their skills on. Um, And for new VAs who are starting out, you know, they get really worried because they haven't got experience in the virtual space. But, you know, the thing is their administration and their their CV actually is going to stand them in good stead because, you know, you've got to start from somewhere. So using those skills to, to grow their VA business is absolutely relevant. Mm. Um, yeah, so things like website, do they have a LinkedIn profile, really important. Um, VAs too will often have testimonials that you can refer to, mm. you know, not unusual. You would expect somebody to have a testimonial. Mm. Um, you know, they'll often be affiliated with 
organisations like ours, like VA Institute, they'll have maybe a membership with their, their um, country's uh, professional industry body. So in Australia, it's the Australian Association for Virtual Industry Professionals, and I'm aware there's plenty of others in different countries. Um, and knowing how to charge. So, you know, they'll also have a pretty solid idea about how they're going to charge. They're not going to be like, oh, it's okay, don't worry. <laughs> you know, we'll figure that out later. They'll have those systems in place. They'll actually onboard you. They'll yeah. onboard you because they're a business themselves. And mm. so you should feel really confident and, and comforted in that fact that they're actually a professional themselves. They're inducting you into the way they do business. They'll also provide you with a service agreement so it's clear. Um, you know, so there's no chance of, you know, misunderstanding what they do and how they do it. And, you know, yes, the other thing is true that a lot of people set up as VAs because it's a lifestyle choice for them. You know, they get to be there for their families, for their children. You know, for me, I've got elderly parents and, you know, grown-up kids. So, you know, that opportunity is a great one. But the thing is they they often will be working for outcomes. You know, you they're not employees. You're not going to be able, well, you might have some expectations that they're going to be answering phones or something, and, that, and that's a different thing altogether. But generally a VA will produce you know, work based on the outcomes that you expect. Um, so, you know, it's it's a certainly a relationship built on trust and you should be looking at past examples of what they've done for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful. Um, and what's the sorts of things um, that VAs can help with? And I know that's a broad question. Oh, that's um, huge. I know. Yeah. <laughs> can you give us some of the, I suppose, the best Having been both a VA and working with your VAs, mm. um, give some examples of what, what, how things have really worked well when there's when that partnership of trust and communication is ticked on. What are some of the extraordinary um, stories or examples of what's occurred for both the business owner and the VA? Yeah, so <laughs> it's look, you know, there's there is. Where do I begin? I mean. Look, I can give you an example of me and I can also talk about the different services that VAs can offer, you know, and there is, it's, look, it's defined by what we can access online, really. It really comes back to that. So, you know, I started my business, my my VA Institute business, and it was me. You know, I just, it was me. I was organising everything, you know, writing manuals, um, sending out, or setting up websites. I was doing it all. I was doing the whole works. So, you know, then what I did was, which I talked about before, was going, okay, what element do I not need to do? So I had someone come in and do websites. That was the first thing that I had. And, oh, my gosh, my life just turned around. I had all those hours back where I could actually continue training. Um, yes. You know, then I had somebody come in and help me deal with the sales call. So, you know, the people who were inquiring because that was taking up a lot of my time and I mm. still share that task with a really great um, VA who is amazing in that space mm. um, and yet she picks things up. I've also spoiled myself by getting um, an EA, a virtual EA. Now yeah. that has been a life changer for me because what she does is she, when I'm busy, it's like even now when I'm talking to you, she'll be looking in my email inbox, she'll be flagging things, she'll be responding to emails for me um, and it's just amazing it's a lifesaver so 
some of the services that VAs can provide, I mean, that's a few that I've talked about, but yeah. think about customer service, client relationship, think about website and IT. Um, you know, there's IT geniuses, um, yeah. graphic design, <laughs> yeah. um, bookkeeping, and creating newsletters, doing blog posts, transcribing documents, yeah. um, general admin, there's a huge call for general admin and then that higher level EA support. So even today we had um, an inquiry from somebody who was looking for that higher level executive assistant support. And, mm -hmm. you know, we do have VAs who have come from that background, so they're very mm -hmm. well set up. You know, event management, um, mm -hmm. how events have changed into yes. the online world and VAs are well and truly skilled up in that, right? Um, and then things like recruitment and the HR, uh, podcasting support. You know, think about all those different elements that we didn't even know existed 10 years ago and now they do. And a big area of growth that we're seeing is the online course creation too. Yeah. So yeah. With, with the changes that we've experienced through the pandemic, you know, a lot of training has gone online. So setting up online courses is huge. Um, and then, of course, social media management. That's always going to, going to be there. Um, but what else you can find is that there'll be VAs who specialise in different industries, for example, legal or medical, allied health, could be financial services, could be real estate, um, you know, different industries. It's just, you know, that's what I say, where do I begin? Because everyone has so many amazingly different skills which is why it's great to see people specialize mm, mm. but i think that list and that context that you've provided actually helps people expand um, their thinking about what's possible for them understanding mm. that there is just literally so much diversity uh, diversity with with the the skills the things that they do but also then the um, the industries as well. So for a novice that doesn't know the the proper language and the proper description between an EA mm. and a VA, can you unpack yes. that for us, please? Okay. So um, an EA. Okay. So an EA is a particular admin, like. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Well, that's a profession, an executive assistant, right? Yeah. So an executive assistant works for executives, you know, supporting them in their day-to-day -day running of their businesses or, you know, executives within corporations. So that, an EA has is often like a 2IC, actually. They know so much. They're very, really great EAs will be able to proactively support their yeah. boss. So a virtual assistant, however is an umbrella term that's used to describe mm. all those different service providers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because we've aligned with this word virtual assistant. Um, mm. And so it is, it's a bit confusing sometimes. So what we have is within the industry is virtual, virtual EAs. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so it is quite different. 
yeah no i wanted to wanted to clarify that because you um in my, my arena um you hear more around around the vas but i'm just doing more work in the corporate arena and you hear more about eas yes. um eas to typically um up until obviously the significant changes we've had have often been in-house so yep. when you think of the corporate and the executives, everyone's in-house, but of course everyone's either not in-house or is doing, you know, a bit of a hybrid version. So I've seen um, the terms be used loosely across the two and it's like, no, there's definitely a significant difference and it's that two I, more of that 2IC uh, proactive support. Would they almost be like an operations manager too? Definitely it can turn into that. So yeah. it's probably more likely to be like that with like a smaller size business. Um, yeah. So when you're a solopreneur or a very small um, company, what you might find is your EA is the person that pulls all those pieces together. So they'll, they'll actually, you know, direct and control what's going on and the flow of business and they'll, you know, pull those strings together and make sure that everyone's working and talking together. Um, they're an absolutely amazing part of any business when you experience an EA for yourself, a virtual EA, it's, I can tell you it's amazing. Yeah, feels, feels like <laughs> magic's happening. Yeah, it does, <laughs> it does. It is. <laughs> So how does somebody go about uh, finding um, a great a great EA or VA? What's, mm. What should be their first steps when they're considering it? So as we talked about, you know, thinking really what do I need? So having a pretty clear idea in your mind about what am I looking for um, and what support do I need? doing a little bit of a maybe writing down a few bullet points if you haven't got a standard operating procedure for anything maybe you know documenting it in such a way that you can clearly explain to people what you're looking for because that'll be a great way to find the right person if you can tell them exactly what you're needing mm. um, and when like you can approach places like find a va um, and, you know, that's that's something that, you know, we offer a free service to businesses who want to connect with virtual assistants. Mm -hmm. um, and you would be looking for most definitely, you know, first impressions do count. So I, I just really think that the way they show up first is a really good indication of how they're going to be long term because at that point when you're actually meeting your virtual assistant candidate for the very first time, they're, you know, they're putting their best foot forward. So you're wanting to make sure that if that's their best foot, um, you know, if there's a few things not right, then yeah. is it going to be exactly what I need? So, yeah, I think that that's probably really important. And then again, like checking through and making sure that they are actually set up professionally and, you know, what you're seeing is what you're definitely getting. And, you know, if you're mm. not sure, I mean, look, it's really interesting too because we see people post out into... Facebook groups, for example, oh, I need a VA, and they'll get, you know, 50 responses, yeah, probably yeah. more. Yeah. And it's, it's it, you know, that's so difficult, which is why I think it's great to go through some sort of um, a business that actually triages those people for you and gets yeah. the right person. So, yeah, it's interesting um, times. <laughs> I'm glad you actually said that because I actually well, don't go on Facebook a great deal, but I was on there um, yesterday and I, I don't know which group I was in, but I saw exactly that post where somebody said, hey, I've just uh, I've just put a job ad in uh, and I think it was to do with copywriting and, you know, clearly um, grammar, copywriting, um, marketing and that type of thing. And they said, I've got all these, I've, got, I've had all of these um, 
I'll call them CVs coming come in. Yeah. But when I look at them, um, you know, it's the grammar's not right or they're spelling or it's not laid out correctly. And I sort of go, well, that's a straight away I went, yeah, red flag, red flag. Um, So that's, you know, that's when you hear it, as you've expressed it, it becomes common sense and you have that aha moment around it. Mm -hmm. But when you're desperately in need of getting somebody in and you get 50 inundated and, you know, that nothing is standing out, that's where a service like yours um, is actually going to save a lot of time as it relates to going through the the mess mm. and sort of uh, and then getting somebody that's not really right because to me I would go back to my sign on the back of my wall here that says trust your instincts. If you're questioning is this correct, it's probably not um, in that you need to move uh, move forward and find somebody that's um, that actually helps uh, bring up that standard because ultimately you're bringing somebody into your business to bring the standard of your business and the speed in which you do things yeah. um, up as well. Yeah, I think that that's that's so true. I like I re- we're we're really pedantic about making <laughs> sure that your grammar and spelling are correct um, yeah. because it is very important, especially well always, but especially in the online space, you need to actually be you know, definitely able to string a sentence together if, you know, that's part of your remit for a, for a client. Also, yeah. the other thing is, you know, do they actually sort of speak your language? And what I mean by that is, you know, can they talk to the client, to your clients, the way that you would talk to them? So especially if they've got that client-facing role, if you're putting someone in there that's going to be a mouthpiece for your business, do they have the languaging right? Are they speaking your language? Uh, you know, are people going to see a huge change in the way communication is coming from your business? So it's really important to get somebody who understands a little bit about you and can get that voice correct. Yes. Yeah. Well yeah. Said. yeah. And I think that's so important because that's one of those psychological, um, I call it mismatches, where, you know, it's, I've loved working with Sally's business and the way she operates and I love all that and they, they have they have that resonance with a, a level of essence and then all of a sudden somebody else comes in which they're sort of a bit um, in trepidation about and then somebody comes in and it's really different. They don't say anything because they still love you and the business that, that they do with you but they get that hinky feeling and something's not right and that starts to create doubt even though the level of service may not have changed. It's just the voice or the essence has changed. Yes. And that really makes a big difference to retaining and uh, uh, keeping customers. So, yeah, great pickup. That's definitely true too when you're using a virtual assistant to help you with your social media, which is probably one of the biggest things we see people hand over to Mm. VAs is their social media because who has time and who's an expert at social media I'm definitely not right I'm great at helping people understand how to set up a great VA business but social media I mean I can I can do it but I'm not that great at it so you know it's important to have you know in your branding guide so if you haven't Mm. got a branding guide get a branding guide which can be as simple as your colors and your um, your logo, the fonts that you use, and then the way you speak, the languaging that you use so that your VA or whoever's doing it understands what's expected. You know, you would say, don't say this. Like, you know, we've got things about how you, um, we don't like abbreviations, you know, we like full words, those kinds of things in certain instances and, yeah, correct grammar, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah yeah here on that one um what's how do you go about helping the clients that come to you that know they need support I'm going to use the term control freak because that's what that's my term. But how do you how do you help them or guide them or give them guidance so that they have a state of readiness for those that are um, apprehensive to hand over to the controls? I know you talked about that one item at a time, mm. but how do they get to that point where they're even at that comfort level of being able to take that leap of faith almost? Yeah, um, <laughs> comes one. back to. <laughs> I guess, look, I do I do definitely say one task at a time. Give them a yeah. little task. Give your VA a small task. It could be, you know, confirming the appointments in your calendar and see how that goes. And, you know, if you that there will be an element of micromanagement until you get comfortable, I suggest. I would also definitely institute or implement a communication strategy for the early days when you're working with a VA. So over-communicate. -communi I think is a really good thing and having a maybe a daily sign off um, yeah. or you know a morning debrief where you can kind of go through what's going on in my day and look, this is what I'd like you to handle and then get a report at the end of the day if that's kind of yeah. if you're really hesitant and you're not sure and you're worried that not that this would happen you know great VAs don't do this but you're worried that your VA would sit at home and pretend to do work and not you know the proof is in the outcome so you you as a business owner you know you you definitely need to be checking and seeing what's going on in your business if you don't well that's a bit of a silly thing how can you expect if you don't have a handle on it how can you expect things to be working yeah, yeah. yeah. and most VAs will send you through a timesheet as well um, and you can ask them to do that you know we've got great programs that we use to document our time you know and show where that time is being spent where your money's being spent um, so, yeah, I would suggest, you know, communication is really critical and in those early stages. Remember, too, that a VA in the early days, like when you first start working with them, will be learning as well. So they'll be perfecting how they do things for you. Uh, mm. So it might take a little bit longer in the early stages, but as they build confidence and as you communicate and let them know, you know, when things perhaps aren't exactly how you wanted them and can you correct that, you know, they'll learn and then things will get better. So, yeah, the one task at a time I just think is it's great. And I remember working with a client who, you know, they were an amazing entrepreneur in Sydney with a really great IT business. Yeah. And um, he handed, he, he, he gave me like that, exactly that, let's start with the calendar management. And he gave me really clear instructions about how to do that. So I documented all that. And I created in the end an SOP that went for like 50 or 60 pages. Mm -hmm. um, so we knew exactly what we were doing. And each time he'd add a different task, I'd document that for him. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's um, a key thing too. When um, I really just want to flesh that out a little bit because that's been my experience with the VAs as I've got them on, as I've been building my business and putting systems in, is we've talked it through, we've often videoed, this is how I'm, I'm doing it. Can you check when you do it that you do it the same way? Is there any extra bits that I've missed? And then that's we've that's how we've gone about sort of creating the, the operations manuals and the step-by-step -step process. But then they just continue it for me and it was like, I, you know, I could just kickstart it and then they just continue it because it's their zone of genius and it's not mine and it's like, no, 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 we need to keep Sally out of it now, just keep her out of it. 
Um, and that's um, when you find somebody that understands um, and gels with you the, with the way that you operate and can add value and almost, in my case, in some elements contain, um, but then perfect and then amplify uh, what we're doing, then that's the godsend that a great VA um, can do in your business. We actually have a we actually have a safe a safe word within my team. <laughs> You're gonna laugh about this. It's uh it's their signal to me. We have a great relationship. My team is just amazing. Um, and so my safe word it's actually um, B O M M bomb, and that bomb. means back off, micromanager. And when I when they put that anywhere, I'm like, oh my god, I need to step back. I'm obviously treading on toes here. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. But it's just that little code that it can be said, uh, sort of under the delivered under the radar, but hits you right in the face, so to speak, to back off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I get told, yes, it's okay. We're just in containment mode. It's like, oh, okay, no problems. Okay. What do you need me? To, what do you need to know from me today? Yeah, I love I love that. So can we um just sort of um pivot slightly based on we're having a conversation a pivot conversation for those uh, women that are highly skilled uh, whether that's been uh, partially working uh, managing a household whatever that their skill set is that find themselves um, in a position now where their world has changed because their work scenario has changed how what do you suggest to them to look at, consider um, their steps forward if they're sort of thinking, could I do this? Is this for me? What, you know, what's, what's, what are their first points of steps to things to consider? So it would be having a look back through your CV, thinking about, you know, really what can I do? What's available on the web? You know, how can I operate and provide a service on the web, on the net? Um, secondly is go through that list and it could be a really long list of all the things that you can do. Um, don't forget too that busy entrepreneurs also need their lives, their personal lives managed too sometimes. <laughs> so we often have that as a default too, that experience in running a household. So mm. there's lots of different areas that you can actually offer as a service but look through everything that you put on your list so go through everything in your cv go through everything in your background think about the things that you've done you know in a voluntary capacity maybe you've helped to um you know administer a sporting group maybe you've helped run a different the sort of network somewhere or something like that but then think about what do you love to do so out of that list, pull out the things that you love to do that really, really, really make you happy because if you're going to start a business, you want to be doing something you love. You don't want to be doing something that you dislike. Um, and people do do stuff they dislike because to them it's a means to an end, but it's not a very nice means to an end. So, you know, knowing that you can actually specialise in a particular area is a great place to start. Um, yeah, that would be the definitely the first Step, if you're thinking about it now the world has changed dramatically you know it's never going to get my my thought is it's not going to go back to how it was bc before covid yeah um i think that you know we're seeing businesses so so also take some assurance from the fact that businesses have also had to figure out how do i continue to operate in this crazy world and so you know you coming into the scene and being able to take one element out of their to-do basket is going to be a godsend so yeah. you know 
it's all going to be relevant. And to be honest, you know, people who are thinking, wow, I don't know if I could do this, um, you know, but they've got an admin background, you're already doing it. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. We just need to help you to understand how you can transition into, mm. you know, being classing yourself as a business operator, basically, yeah. and offering yeah. that as a service. Um, and just for those women that um, might go, oh, my God, but I'm not so good at the internet or, um, uh, you know, I've only got basic knowledge, talk them through that because I think that holds a lot of people back and I don't think that's a, 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 as big or a scary step. Am I right in that thinking? Well, you're all... 99% of people are using the internet every day. Think about you logging on to do your online bank banking, paying bills yeah. online. Who doesn't order stuff online? You know, you might think, oh, but I've never, I don't know how to manage emails online. Well, it's a simple step and we can show you how to do that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's just not getting caught up in the detail. If you have the yeah. skills, we can help you translate that into your business. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that because I um, I know when I'm talking to people about the different programs that I use to run my business, they sort of suddenly think that I'm this tech whiz, whiz bang superhero and it's like, no, 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 it's just that I found tools that help me continue to, to either leverage what I'm doing or be lazy and still leverage what I'm doing because they're just, they're just organisational tools um, that you you. Uh, the, uh, no different to, as you say, doing your online banking or, you know, scrolling through Facebook or whatever. So, And yeah. we can look to YouTube as well, which has so many resources. So that's your DIY guide. Go and yeah. enter into YouTube what you're trying to find out. And I, I guarantee you'll get 20 or 30 different tutorials on there for free, right? Yeah, yeah beautiful. Mm. Is there anything else you'd like to add or share? Hmm. Um, no, I just I think you know really just to remember that what we do in you know this is a different way of working for sure but it's been brought into play because of the way the world's changed it was definitely happening in the past but you know COVID and the lockdowns and the restrictions that we've all experienced have made it you know certainly polarize what we do and it's become um, a choice now that people actually understand the cost-saving benefits of working with somebody who operates their services as a contractor from their own home office. So, you know, I think it's a career that we'll, we'll see a lot more growth in in the future and we'll see businesses understanding that, you know, it's actually going to help their bottom line by using people to actually provide a service rather than employees all the time. Not saying that we won't have employees, but, you know, this is a real option for, for businesses yeah. Yeah, very much so. So there's a bit of a recap, some of the things that I wrote down. It's uh, about, about getting clear on what you want to delegate, understanding that you have to have really good communication and that's sort of before and uh, before and after. Understanding your own, uh, or, uh, your own process, audit and put into silos so you can sort of work out which tasks, what type of VA that you're looking for. Um, and obviously that the whole process is that slowly, slowly built on trust and confidence. Um, um, and then sort of understanding what a really good quality VA starts with uh, and understanding what you're needing, you, yourself are needing to start with. So that's great. Um, and people can obviously contact you if they're looking for um, VAs in Australia um, as well as New Zealand now. Um, that's and right. soon to be on the board uh, the US as well. 
Yes, we're definitely pushing out um, worldwide now because there's so much growth in the industry and, you know, we want to support businesses basically and yeah. and people who want to set up as VAs because there's a lot of people interested. So, yeah, um, yeah they can contact us through Find a VA. So that's um, findaba.com.au um, and you just post on your um, job leads and, you know, your particular specs and we post it out to our network. Yeah, beautiful. And if anyone's looking for some tips on how to go about choosing the right VA, we do have a downloadable from um, Ingrid, which you can also get at gettalk.at forward slash VA, and that'll be up on our social media channels. So thank you, Ingrid, for sharing so much uh, with us today. Appreciate all of your insider knowledge and look forward to hearing about people connecting with you. So we'll just nip to a quick break and then I'll come back and recap the show. Thank you very much, Ingrid. Thank you. Are you a speaker, coach, or a consultant wanting to increase your reach and impact? Need to save time and leverage your resources? Content repurposing is the fastest way to increase your visibility, credibility, and profitability online and reach your audience with ease. You already sit on a mountain of gold that is highly valuable to your audience. It's in your books, training manuals, articles, and presentations. We regularly turn clients' books into 12 to 24 months worth of content. Let us turn your existing content into visually stunning bite-sized content tiles. Content repurposing is the easiest way to turn your past into profits. Turn your existing content into bite-sized glitter that you can sprinkle everywhere with ease to attract your ideal audience. Let us amplify your voice, your message, and your impact. Find out more at sallyacurtis.biz. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. If you are looking to create your own opportunity and you've got some very specialised skills, then perhaps being a VA or an EA is a new path of opportunity for you. So certainly reach out to Ingrid in relation to that. And if you are looking for exceptionally skilled uh, people to assist you growing your business, then equally do have a chat to uh, Ingrid also. So next week's uh, show is back to our monthly feature of Marketing Magic with Celeste and myself. And we are going to be talking all things customer retention. And for those that are um, new to that element of the show, uh, Celeste is also a marketing strategist and has a background working with service-based bricks and mortar businesses whereas my expertise is more around the coach consultant and speaker so we do a relay of discussions for both those markets um, and it will be on as I mentioned um, customer retention and attracting customers so that's next week's episode of marketing magic I look forward to seeing you then have a fantastic day and weekend and week ahead and I'll see you again very very soon take care That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I trust you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern for more Success Secrets Exposed.